Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the Peter King Podcast, a special Thanksgiving week Peter King Podcast. Really happy you are taking me and my two guests this week on your way, wherever you're going this week. Maybe you're staying home with family. Uh, Maybe you are taking a trip somewhere to be with other family. But whatever you're doing this week, maybe you're just staying home pulling the blanket up and watching three football games on Thursday. But whatever it is you're doing, we're dropping this podcast one day early this week, just in the event that you're departing on Tuesday, want something interesting to listen to. And I say interesting, that's presumptive. But I'm hoping that you're able to listen to my two guests this week and then listen to some football commentary also. My two guests... Zach and Julie Ertz. Zach Ertz, obviously the Pro Bowl tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, set an NFL record for tight ends in 2018 for most receptions by a tight end and obviously is a key element to whatever the Philadelphia Eagles do on offense. His wife, Julie Ertz, the midfielder, the key, one of the real key players for the U.S. women's national team that won the Women's World Cup in 2019. She's now a two-time World Cup winner. So they're married, living on the north side of Philadelphia. A couple of weeks ago, I went down there with uh, my videographer, Annie Koblitz of NBC Sports, and we recorded about a 40-minute or so podcast and interview that you also will be able to find on NBCSports.com if you also want to see them. And and, uh, I think you'll really like them. You'll like this this podcast because even though their marriage is a very different marriage, it's a very high-profile sports marriage, and they've just gone through a year where (laughs) Julie Ertz has hardly been home at all because of the travel of the U.S. women's national team. Uh, You'll see how they get along and how they try to make each other better, both in their sports and in what they do in life. But first, just a couple of things this Thanksgiving week that I wanted to pass on. And one is, I'm out in San Francisco this week visiting my my daughter, her wife, and, and their two children 
in San Francisco. I'll move on to my other daughter's home in uh, Seattle. She's married, living up there, and that's where we'll have Thanksgiving this week. So it's a West Coast holiday for the King family. And I went to the uh, football game on Sunday night uh, at Levi's Stadium in, in Santa Clara, California, where obviously the Green Bay Packers got torched by the San Francisco 49ers, 37-8. to And, you know, I was leaving the stadium very late at night after finishing my Monday column. And as I drove away, I just said, I have no idea what team is the best team in football right now. If I had to rank today, this is before the Monday night game is played uh, in Los Angeles, the Ravens and the Rams, if I had to rank them one to three, I would just take a shot, just take a shot, and I would say Baltimore, San Francisco, and New England. But if you told me and made a good argument for uh, New England, Baltimore, and San Francisco in that order, I would take it, or, or quite frankly, any order, because I think there's a very good argument to be made for all three of them. Uh, I, I've seen the Ravens last week, basically demolished the Houston Texans in Baltimore. And now I have seen the uh, 49ers do the exact same thing to what I thought was a very good team in Green Bay. And you can look at the New England Patriots and say, man, they barely eke out wins every week. But A, there's no style points for wins. And B, you don't have to win a football game by a certain number of points to be declared the victor. So as we look at it right now, uh, I think one of those three teams is the best team in football. And my absolute gut feeling as we sit here right now is that two months from now, when it really, really matters, I think we're going to be talking about New England as the best team in football because Bill Belichick always, always aims for his team to be great in the middle of January and not in the middle of November. So... Let's get on to our podcast now with Zach and Julie Ertz, recorded a couple of weeks ago at their home in northern Philadelphia. Thank you both very much for doing the podcast and for talking fairly openly about your lives, because I think people probably on the outside are saying, man, this is an incredible life. Zach Ertz, the you know, has caught more balls than any NFL tight end has ever caught in one year. And Julie Ertz, the two-time you know, Women's World Cup champion. But it is sort of a hard life, especially trying to keep everything together when here we sit in Philadelphia and Julie, we were talking beforehand and you're hardly ever here yeah. because of your life. How many days in the calendar year 2019, what percentage of the number of days this year have you actually slept in this house? Like 15%? Is that kind of what we got to? Yeah, 15, 10%, somewhere in there. I mean, it's, uh, it's, on, it's honestly not enjoyable to try and calculate it. I mean, yeah. the more you think about it, the worse it gets. We just kind of uh, go with the flow and uh, enjoy the time we have together. It'll definitely go up, though, now that I have off-season. So the percentage will go up now for the rest of the year. Yeah. Julie, do you sort of accept that as the cost of doing business in your world? 
It's definitely a sacrifice, uh, for sure. I mean, it's hard being away. Um, I have good days and I have bad days. Um, obviously, I think having FaceTime has been a huge part of our um, relationship. Honestly, just to help me be sane and feel like you know I I can see Zach in a way. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the hardest. It is for sure the hardest part about my career. So now that the soccer season is over and you have a bit of an off season, what is the normal life like here in Philadelphia for you guys? Um, go Eagles. It's all, about the, it's all about football season. Um, it totally is. And that's my favorite thing is to be able to kind of like just put on my white cap um, and be the supporter and to be at all of his games now makes, you know, is exciting for me. Um, I love watching him do what he loves to do um, and train so hard for. So it's kind of nice to be able to kind of take a step back. Um, obviously, 2019 was incredible. Um, also really hard. I barely get a, got to spend enough time with Zach. But um, now I love offseason because I'm home. Zach, you on your Instagram page, the lead identifier is basically Mr. Julie Ertz. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why did you do that? And why do you take so much, why do you pay so much attention to try to be the equal partner? I think um, it's twofold, really. I feel like, one, I mean, I'm so proud of what, she, what she's done. You know, we met in college. Uh, we met at a Stanford baseball game randomly. Um, I had no idea she played soccer. She had no idea that I played football. And so this marriage that we've built, this relationship has been built on the love that we have for one another. It wasn't built on the success of our careers. It wasn't based on anything other than the fact that we truly love each other. And secondly, I think um, I just love being her husband too. I mean, it's fun. It's, uh, I love being able to go to France. I love experiencing, seeing all the hard work that she has pay off is fun for me. Um, and obviously our marriage is the most important thing to us. It's not the careers. It's not the contracts or whatever it may be. Um, our faith is first and foremost, and our, the love that we have for each other, I think, stems from that. Um, and so that, that, I love being her husband. I want to ask you both a little bit about what you have learned from the other, both as far as being an athlete and what you've learned from the other person's sport. Yes. So, Zach, when you watch her play, when you watch the U.S. women's national team and you also see the preparation, what are a couple of things you think you have gotten to learn about their game that maybe helped your game? Well, I think, I think being there in France this year, I learned a lot. Um, I feel like the confidence that they have as a team, you know, each and every time they step on the pitch, they know they're going to win. Losing is not even in the thought process of, hey, we could end up losing this game. We're playing a really good team. They are. They have a killer instinct. One and two. They play with so much confidence in each other that the there's no doubt what what the end result is going to be. And I think as an athlete, when you see that, it's like man, that that is so true. There, whether you are whether that possibility is true or not, you know, in the NFL, it's a it's a league that's supposed to have parity. But the mindset is something that really resonated with me because when you step on the field like that, you know, and you play with a certain type of confidence. I feel like you just play way better, much better than you would have played if there's ever kind of indecision or um, kind of doubt in your mind. And so I think just being over there this summer, seeing all those girls play with that attitude, 
I feel like that's something that we can carry as a team, um, and that's some, that's probably the biggest thing I took from them this year. What about the dedication aspect of it? Because there's a lot of times in your world where you know your name is plastered all over the paper. You're you're famous. You you have the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. All that. A lot of times for Julie, I would think that. A lot of it is, other than in World Cup time, a lot of times she's kind of working in a lot of anonymity. And it isn't the big headline sport that yours is. So what about that and what about watching her in those times have you learned? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, um, for the women, the the two biggest things are the World Cup and the Olympics. And obviously they have a She Believes tournament every year, which they take a lot of pride in. Um, but the World Cup and the Olympics are what you're going to be judged on as a player in their sport. And like you said, it's twice every four years. And so those two years that you're, you don't have a quote-unquote big tournament, you could let your preparation lack if you really weren't dedicated, if you weren't fully invested in your sport. But the way I see Julie train each and every day, that she's always training to be the best person she could be. She's not training for the end result. She's training for being a better player today than she was yesterday. And I think that speaks volumes about her as a person and as a player, uh, but more importantly, the person aspect, because um, she understands that this chapter of her life, this season of her life, isn't going to last forever, and she's going to do everything she can to be the best she can possibly be. Julie, what have you learned watching Zach, watching the Eagles, watching his preparation? Definitely for me, I would say how important and it, like it is to pay attention to detail. I mean, even through, you know, route running or anything that's like that, if somebody's in the wrong spot, um, the whole play is kind of messed up. And and, uh, although it's like kind of every play is different and in soccer, it's obviously a little bit more fluid, but it just allowed me to stay more aware of where I'm where I'm on, on the field or where I'm at on the field. Um, I think that's like, it's actually kind of like helped my game in a way. And obviously Zach's watching film all the time and is showing Oh, I need to, you know, I need to cut one more yard here, or I need to do this. Like, and his just awareness of like how to be that much better, and, and it's just this much, has allowed me to kind of be like, well, if I was in this position, I could help my teammate this much more. And it's kind of like connection, and him watching film all the time has actually kind of sparked a love for watching film in my sport. Um, so it kind of goes hand in hand in a way. Obviously, the sports are different, but at the same thing, I've been able to learn kind of how he looks at the game and how I can implement that in mine. How much would you say, do you think you watch tape of your future opponents or of you? Do you watch more tape than maybe you did before uh, you were involved with Zach? Um, I definitely watch more film um, starting. So like Zach's rookie year um, is kind of when I was, a few years into the national team and trying to break in of like, you know, um, how to be better there, like, like in that whole aspect and trying to, you know, get on the field and all that kind of stuff. So I would say around that time when Zach was here with the NFL, like with the Eagles, that's kind of when my spark of kind of noticing um, how much he was doing it and how, how much it helped him that I wanted to kind of do the same as well. Can you give me an example of what you have learned either about yourself or an opponent that you think helped you do something positive in a game 
just by studying a little bit more than maybe you used to? I mean, everything. I think the second I started to do that, it, it totally changed my view of, of the game in the sense of um, being able to see plays at a, at a faster moment, which allowed me to play faster, which allowed you know my team then kids to get the ball at a better position on the field. So I think the thing with film is it doesn't lie. So when I can watch it and see which pockets are available, that this is a space that I can take, you can almost do it without... Um, having to overthink, you can just naturally do it because you've studied it and understand it. And it kind of gives that whole being prepared makes you, makes me personally, I think Zach feels the same way. The more prepared we feel, the more confident we are. And that's how I feel every time I step on the field. Zach, what is it like for you to sit in the stands and not have anything to do with what's going to happen, but just watch? Yeah, you know, as an athlete, you know, you always feel like you have some semblance of control of the game. You know, I feel like if I play well for the Eagles, we got a decent chance of winning the football game. And so when you're a fan in the stands, it's like no control. You're just sitting there. Um, obviously, I'm invested a little more so than most of the other people in, in the crowd. Um, but I, the, the only things I truly care about is that she's healthy at the end of the game. Um, that, that's priority number one for me. Um, and obviously, I want to see her play well. I don't know the exact tactics of soccer. So I think she plays amazing all the time, um, but she typically does. So um, my analysis is typically typically correct, uh, but it's fun. I mean, it's something different. Um, I tell people all the time when I'm there, I'm not a football player. I'm not the tight end for the Eagles. I'm the husband of Julie. I'm just there to support her um, and see her chase her dreams. What was it like for you to be in France and to watch this experience that their whole team was having but they're basically almost hermetically sealed they're shut off (laughs) from you guys and from all the families and everything so what was it like being over there and going through the entire experience um it was fun i mean obviously there are some pros and cons like there always are um some of the pros were just being there being a supportive husband you know there's a lot of parts of the games that i'll forget like the exact details but being able to see her after the game, give her a hug and a kiss after each and every game that I was there, those are things I'll never forget. Um, being able to experience France in, a, in, a, in, in that type of way was fun. Obviously, uh, the food was a little tough for me going into training camp uh, with the croissants and the baguettes and all the carbs when I got a report at a certain weight. Uh, but overall, I mean, it was just amazing to be over there for that long. I mean, I missed the first game when they played Thailand. Um, but after that, I was there for, for the rest of them. So it was an unbelievable experience and something I'll never forget. Do you gain an appreciation for how much work goes into it? Because it seems like as much work goes into winning the World Cup as goes into winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the thing that's unique um, about the World Cup is, like you said, is A, it's once every four years. Um, and B, it's only 30 days. So you prepare so long. And soccer is such a unique sport. You know, most of the t- like football, if you're the better team, the, the, the probability of you winning the game is higher than in soccer, where you could end in a draw or you, you could play a team that um, the ball just wasn't going your way and you lose the game even though you're a better team. And so you kind of always have, have that thought. You know, when I was over there, it's like, I know this is the best team in the world. And they play like they're the best team in the world, but there's always a chance that they lose. Um, and so just seeing the, the way those girls prepared and attacked that tournament was special. I want to ask you a couple of things about sort of your backgrounds. Um, and 
you guys met at Stanford. You were a soccer player at Santa Clara, and you were obviously a football player at Stanford. Why did you guys click right away? Um, I mean, obviously, it was love at first sight for me. <laughs> um, I just think, you know, finding someone that understands every part of you is special. You know, athletes, our, our passion is sport. And she understands my, she understands the mentality that I have. It's not like when, when we were dating and I had to go, and I wanted to go train on a Saturday, was she complaining that I wasn't spending time with her? It was like, all right, I'll go train with you instead. And so finding something that you're able to, finding someone that you're able to do life with obviously makes everything so much more enjoyable. Um, and like I said, our, but our relationship was just built on the love we have for one another. It wasn't built on sport. It was just um, the way, I love the way she empathizes with people. I love the way that she is able to, to relate to everyone for where they're at. It's not like she feels like she's better than anyone. She sees everyone for where they're at and sees the good in people with where they're at. And so there's just qualities like that that over the years I've just grown to love more and more. Um, and we, we, I feel like we have a special relationship. For sure. And I think like we were just really comfortable, yeah. comfortable. And I mean, we kind of lived the same way as like I, at that point, a student athlete. And, um, and also for me, like Zach's way more shy than I am. Um, and so I, I, I was so intrigued by him and, and how he viewed life. And I just wanted to get to know it, like get to know like how he thought and, I just would, didn't care about asking a hundred questions and him asking me none because I would just answer, I'd answer my own questions. I'd be like, well, good thing you asked about me because I like, I don't know, I just loved how, how driven he was and the stuff we kind of talked about. It wasn't just the like, the weather's nice. Like it, it got, I mean, he was willing to open up pretty quickly, which I think I was more shocked about, I think, just because he was more quiet and shy, but I don't know. I, I thought it was definitely worth the time to hang out with the kid for a little bit at least. <laughs> Have you ever thought what it's going to be like after you stop playing sports and what it's going to be like to be the 45-year-old married couple doing something, whatever it is, that's totally different from what you're doing now and what will replace the competitive drive in your lives? Literally anything else we can compete at. <laughs> we'll do anything. Like who can carry most groceries up? Like it goes to the most pettiest of things you can think of. But we like enjoy it. I mean, I think as competitive as each of us are, you just we just find fun games. Even when we're on vacation, we find like fun games. Like give me an idea. Give me an idea of a vacation fun game. That you play <laughs> okay, and Zach won. is a twenty-nine-year-old man who loves to build animals out of sand, <laughs> and so we have competitions of who can make a cooler animal. Out of the sand. And we're at these, we were at that one resort and everyone was there like on retirement vacation except for us two making these animals. I saw that picture. It was so funny. Or like paddle boarding. We'll see who can paddle board the fastest back or who can find the biggest, like, uh, what were, at that point we wanted to find sand, uh, dollars. sand dollars. Like, it's just, it's just funny stuff that like keeps us like, I don't know, laughing and competitive and fighting over that we thought we saw one over the same rock just funny like who can skip a, skip the rock the furthest in the ocean do you think there will be enough in terms of that aspect of your lives will you be able to transition pretty easily 
into post-athletic life, or do you think it'll be tough? We talk about it a lot, actually, in the sense to just be prepared of, you know, having opportunities where we're not just, you know, we're trying to be well-rounded people. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. But no, I think it's important, but I think kind of as we've grown up, our, our faith has been like a huge um, growth for me as well that, that's allowed me to kind of put a lens of a different perspective. Um, and it's allowed us to really, like, I think, enjoy our sport even more because we're so grateful for this time. We have so much, like we sacrifice so much that, um, you know, obviously there's a hundred things that we would love to be doing. So I think it's kind of fun to talk about all the bucket list things we can't wait to do so that it looks like not a sad time because I think we've come to a point in our lives where there's never going to be a joyous day of retirement in that aspect because, you know, regardless of when it is, it's going to be sad because it's been such a huge part of our life for so long. So regardless of when that day that, you know, it is, um, it's going to be a little bit sad, um, because this has been such a huge part of our life. So we've been really trying to find like that perspective lens that we've been given, um, to just really enjoy kind of every day, um, every training, every game, um, and kind of soak in that. And even that means now being away, um, knowing that obviously when we're done, we're going to have a lot of time together. That's already one positive thing that we're excited about. But yeah, I don't think there's going to be like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll be bawling my eyes out regardless if it was four years ago or if it's in 20 years. I mean, it's going to be a unique shift, but something that we're talking about so that we're like, you know, prepared and have things that we can put on our bucket list. I mean, like Julia, Julia, I couldn't have put it any better. You know, it's going to be tough. It's been a huge part of my life. Um, played it really since seventh grade. Um, didn't play eighth grade, then played since I was a freshman in high school. Um, you know, I went to Stanford for a reason. Uh, when I went to college, I didn't feel like the NFL was even a possibility. Um, I went to school to prepare myself for getting a job, working a corporate job, whatever that may be. Um, I feel like I've been blessed to hopefully not have to do anything unless I'm really passionate about it. Um, God willing, we'll have a lovely family and uh, en- enjoy those times together. Um, but right now, I'm um, just focused on trying to be a great husband, and great football player, great person in this community. Uh, but I know the time's coming, whether it be, I just take it year by year now. At the end of the year, I'll see how my body feels. Um, and I've got to talk to Julie, see if we want to do it again and go from there. Julie, tell me the, uh, the time the best time you ever recall having an influence on a young girl who uh, looked up at you maybe as an idol who wanted to be like you and what is it like to have young girls all across the United States looking at you and wanting to be like you? One, it's pretty incredible. I still find it surreal when I look out and see my jersey being worn um, that you can choose any jersey that you wanted to wear and that you chose to wear number eight and have my last name on your back. Like, that's every single time. Where did you see that? Every single game that we go to now. Like, it's incredible. And, and that, or, or seeing them put a blue headband on, and every time I look up or they'll point to it. Um, or I, I laugh when they want it after the game. I'm like, this thing's disgusting. You do not want this. <laughs> you trust me. You don't want my sweaty headband. Um, but it's just like those moments of, Hearing them say, I love the way you play, I, I, 
I love like at this point, it's like following you on social media. I feel like it's a huge thing <laughs> for, for young kids as well. But I think it's just like that admiration, especially when it comes down to playing, that they they are you know eight nine years old watching the game. And they, they're watching soccer. They're like, that's, that's how I want to play as I'm getting older. Like, that's, like, really cool because I feel like that's a, a total investment piece of me as a person, me on the field. And I feel like that's, like, such a unique connection to have. And, it, and I'm honored to be able to be on the TV because I didn't have that when I was younger to watch the national team on TV that much ever. Um, I was really young with the, with the 99ers World Cup, so I, I don't quite really remember watching it as well, but I'm – pretty sure it was on TV, um, but it wasn't, I couldn't watch every single game, and now kind of being able to have that connection, um, and they can see that and relate to that, um, I don't know, it, it's, it's really special. Um, I think it's a cool connection, too, when, when parents come up and just are so excited that they're, that they're happy that, that their kid is inspired by me. I think that means even more just because I don't know, my parents mean the world to me, and obviously I'm really close with his family as well, so, and I know he feels the same way about family, that, I don't know, it's just like, it feels like it's like a family thing, and that's, that's special to me. What do you see in these kids' eyes when they come up to you after a game? Um, I, it's just, it's just, I, I can't even, like, say, because it's just, like, there's not even, like, a word for it, it's just, like, um... It's just like an awe. It's like an instant connection. Um, it, I hear the screams first. <laughs> um, but it's just like really cool to, to see their eyes get bigger and, and out of just like admiration for your craft and who you are and have that kind of investment piece of you as a person. And it's really special. It's nothing that has to be really said, but it's just like a fun excitement that like you share um, without having to like say words. I don't know if that you makes prob- sense. You probably don't even know now. But, I mean, Zach once was telling me about his admiration for Jason Witten. And, you know, he used to watch Jason Witten a lot. And Jason Witten hears something like that, and he says, wow, you know, that is impressive. But there's got to be scores of kids, and you might not know it now, but one day you'll be 45 years old, you'll be watching whatever the, you know, the 2036 World (laughs) Cup or whatever it is, and there will be some kid interviewed at the World Cup and said, yeah, you know, uh, Julie Ertz was my hero when I was growing up. And you'll just be, it'll just hit you at some point. You'll just see that. And you'll probably be a little bit blown away by it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have blown away is correct. Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with that, Zach? And how do you, uh, when kids, a high school tight end or some Pop Warner tight end will come up to you and just like in awe. How was that for you? Yes, yeah, unique. I mean, um, when you when you start playing football, you don't understand the even playing now. It's like you don't understand the impact you have, but not only on the field, but probably more so off the field. Um, I feel like it's a responsibility that as athletes we can never take for granted. Um, and when you're in those moments, especially with the kids that are young, it's like they don't understand that the person they see on TV is actually a real person. Um, and so being able to have the, the initial conversation where they're kind of kind of caught off guard, that you're able to have a one-on-one uh, conversation is always unique and fun. Um, and it's just these kids are so, like, nice and sweet all the time. It's just it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be around. Um, you know, I'm the oldest of four boys, so I grew up with three little brothers. 
Um, and so I feel like I always have like a relationship with uh, these kids just in the way that I was raised. I always felt like I was a big brother trying to do the big brother thing. And so when I see these kids, it's almost that same connection. Um, but it's something that you can never take for granted because uh, they're always, people are always watching. People are always trying to watch how you conduct yourself. And I, I know I feel personally, Julie feels the same way, that um, we, we love our communities here. We love it in the Bay Area. Um, and it's not something that we'll ever take lightly. When you need to get away from it totally, like in the off season, when you need to get away from either training or, or the game or whatever, and you have that time, what do you guys like to do? Honestly, you know, we spend so much time apart when we're together. We honestly, like, just are pretty much this close to each other the entire weekend. Um, we'll go to, like, a weekend getaway, per se, and just sit on the patio somewhere and talk or play card games or play Bananagrams that Julie's good at. Um, watching. I don't know what Bananagrams is. It's like, what like is that? Scrabble, so, yeah. but, like, It's like an intense free. Scrabble. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so fun. It's simple, easy. Like, yeah. it's, we can pack it. It's great. Are you better than him? I'm, 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 he's good, obviously, but, like, I'm pretty good. I'm quicker. <laughs> he comes up with better words, but it's not about, like, who can come up with better words because there's no points. It's, like, who can get done with the game faster, and I'm usually the one that can get it done faster. Yeah, but um, we binge watch a lot of TV shows, uh, but overall, we just like being in each other's presence, and that's what we like to do, um, kind of shut everything else off um, and just enjoy each other. What would you say right now if you were to name a couple of shows that, are your favorite shows that you have binged watch and you love? Together or by ourselves? Because we have each have a show that neither what's of us the will show? watch. All right, what's the, <laughs> what's the show that you watch alone then? Oh, the, the Great Britain Bakery. Or the, best. the Great British Bake Off? <laughs> I love that show. I, see, I he, love that show. He won't watch it's it. Fantastic. It's fantastic. So good. I, Come on, I, Peter, you're not helping me out here. No, no, no. Hey, I love that show. It. Yeah, it's very competitive, and I love the biggest challenges hey. that they have, and and they got to do it so fast. How in the world do they do that? It's unbelievable. It's, and they're great. How did you find that show? It's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's he, a great show. It's a great. Don't let him tell you anything show. about that. And then he has a show that I was, I'm just like haven't gotten on to watch. So Jack Ryan. Oh, Jack Ryan is good. That's a good, That's show. A good show. But then the ones we go together, well, I mean, we've watched The Office and Friends like a thousand times. Yeah. Um, Seinfeld or no? No. That's Seinf not on there. Yeah. And it was like, I'm not going to say it was before our time. But... It was before your time. Yeah. It uh, was before your time. I, I don't know if I was going to like it. I'll watch yeah. it. But there's no, it's not like you can't. Binge no, it right yeah. now. I don't know where you would watch Streaming it. Or not, yeah. at least on the ones that we have. Yeah. So recently, um, you guys published books. And I think it's really, really interesting. And all these things that you've done, you did something for middle school kids, right? And young kids um, about sports. I want you to explain what it is you've done and why you wanted to do it. Well, they're like tween books, and I think it's it's a huge, well, it's an age that like we really obviously connect with, and it's kind of like obviously the next generation where they're kind of dreaming between our shoes as well, and it's a cool way to like reach Between them. 8 and 12 years old, that's about... Yeah, 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 and it allows us to kind of connect to them in a way of making them feel like they can connect with us, that we've been through their, their stories of, you know, our 
life now and when we grew up and it's a ref basically a reflection of kind of our life and what we've learned in, in certain situations that they can connect to. I think for me the biggest thing that I really wanted to get out of it as well is that they could ask, like feel like they could ask questions while they're going through those things. Like getting out of your comfort zone. Like what is your reaction when you're in a comfort zone? Like are you taking the negative route or are you using it to grow? Are you, um, I try to connect to them to show them kind of where I was at that time as well and going through and what I was able to learn from that moment. Um, and I think that's the cool part is be able to connect on that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Julie kind of touched on it. For me, it was, um, you know, people see two professional athletes and think that it's unattainable. It's like, oh, those, I can never be where those two are. But if you really look at our stories, they're not anything too crazy. You know, it talks about overcoming adversity. We talk about um, how the hard work has paid off and the sacrifices that we've made to get to this point. And I feel like kids, the kids, uh, they can see themselves in our journeys. It's not something that's so far-fetched that it's like, hey, I'll never be that. It's really, if you look at the story of our careers, our upbringings, it's, I feel like a lot of kids could see themselves in our shoes. And it's not only sports. It could be overcoming adversity and being the best big brother that you could possibly be. Um, I feel like it's a lot of that sort of thing. Um, we, we put a lot of pride into doing it together, um, each releasing a book around the same time because we've never felt like one person is more important than the other or vice versa. Um, we love doing things together, um, and so it was something that we're definitely proud of. But you definitely would like to sell more books. I mean, I mean, once you, if you ever get into this competition, <laughs> you would want your book to sell more than her book. <sighs> yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, but she, she, she had a great release strategy. <laughs> Immediately after the World Cup, they released her book. Whereas mine was a few weeks after that. And so I'm just going to say, it was, um, <laughs> we got to talk to our agent. I so, my um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the future of you guys as authors? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think we enjoyed this process. You know, we didn't really know what to expect when we went into it. And so we put a book together for obviously the young kids, eight to 12 years old, like we spoke of. And, um, we don't feel like this is going to be the last book that we'll write just because we feel like not only the sports, but the, the marriage that we have, um, the sacrifice that we have. So we feel like we could, but another book could be uh, in the works down the road. I don't know when, um, but it's just something. Never say that, never. Yeah, we enjoy it. It was a really cool process yeah. that we like, we're like, wow, this was I mean, a huge time for us to reflect and yeah. kind of share, I don't know, share your scars, share your great share the good, share the bad, like all that kind of stuff. And yeah. um, it was a really cool therapeutic for me, for sure. Did you guys, when you're growing up or when you're maturing in your current sports, did you have an athlete that you looked up to and why? Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I, th I think it's kind of well documented. You know, Jason Witten was the guy that I was back in California. I played... Uh, Offen seventh grade, I played offensive line, defensive line, hated football. Never wanted to play again. Didn't play eighth grade. My mom made me go out for the freshman football team so I could make some friends. Um, I played quarterback and receiver. Fell in love with the game. Um, then my tight end coach, my junior year was Brent Jones. Um, and he kind of pointed me towards tight end. And so at that time when I was a junior in high school, you know, 
the Cowboys were, I mean, even now, they're always on prime time for whatever reason that is. Uh, <laughs> but back then, they were always on prime time. And so Jason was always the guy that, you know, I just loved the way that he would always get open. Third down, he would be the guy that would get open. Um, and Tony would always go to him. And that's kind of the guy I modeled my game after. Um, I've told him that. He obviously knows that. Um, and so he was the guy, not only on the field, but the way he carries himself off the field. Um, his foundation does uh, some really good work as well. So that was the guy. Do you have one? Mm-mm. You I don't get, have one? I get asked that all the time, but my parents, like, my dad always yelled at us when we watched a lot of TV. Like, he made us go out of the house. And so for me, like, I mean, I guess I, I, guess I just didn't really have one where I was, like, watched everything or was necessarily in awe. I don't think there was a ton of women's sports on at that time, um, or at least not the channels that we got. Um, what about in any other sports? Like, were you a big, in any way, football fan, baseball, basketball? Um, we, I mean, I had, like, at, like, I'd watch games, and whenever my dad liked, I was, like, cheering for, but I couldn't tell you any of their stats or anything. Like, anyone that played in Arizona, obviously, like, Steve Nash was, like, known in Arizona, and so, like, like I knew of him. And of, but you didn't draw inspiration from athletes as a kid? No. I just looked up to my parents. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Your parents will probably be happy to hear that. They probably know that already. Yeah. I wrote about them a lot in my book. I'm very grateful. Yeah. Um, Julie, uh, it's, it's everywhere now that um, you guys on the U.S. Women's National Team are fighting for equal pay. And you seem to have America on your side. I don't hear or read hardly ever anybody saying, well, what did they do or anything like that. But what has it been like in this process to know that not only, you know, the 12-year-old girl from, you know, Bismarck, North Dakota, but probably most average Americans are on your side in this equal pay fight? Um, I think it's huge. I mean, the support over and over again of our team has been um, tremendous. Um, I think collectively as a team, we're really proud of ourselves. I'm honored to be, you know, one of those that um, are continuing to make this sport um, even bigger and better. Um, And that's, you know, not just here, that's globally as well, domestically, but also globally, and just continuing to grow that and allowing when the next generation comes and takes our shoes to leave it in a better place and, you know, than when I started with this national team. This season of Thanksgiving, what do you both have to be thankful for? so much i'm i'm so grateful for um obviously 2018 but zach and my family um support from our friends uh fans um there's just so much i feel like i just can go on a list on list i think every day we try to make sure that you know we're saying our thanks and our prayers and all that and um yeah we've got a really amazing support group here um, couldn't, have, couldn't do it without them for sure. Um, but yeah, grateful for amazing opportunities that we've been given and, um, I can go on and throw <laughs> some in there. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, just thankful for, for this journey that we've been able to be on, you know, growing up is something that you never really think that it's possible and just to being able to be here doing it with someone you love, um, thankful for our health, obviously. Um, and just thankful for, for being in Philadelphia, a city we love, a city that's embraced us from the moment we got here. 
um, our families being so supportive. Um, there's just so much to be thankful for in the season and something you can never take for granted. Um, obviously, Thanksgiving um, allows you to kind of always remember that, but we feel like throughout the year, people got to be thankful for whatever they have or whatever they're dealing with. Um, you feel like you're not doing it together or we're not doing it together, and that's something to always be thankful for. What do you think is, what would you want people to know about your lives that maybe you think people miss or people really don't know when they look at you as this, it's kind of a cliche, this sort of sports power couple? I think behind the scenes, there's like obviously a lot of sacrifices that happen. I think, you know, life happens and adversity hits all the time. And that's not the part that's, you know, put on Instagram or, um, you know, that's out there. I think our family's been through a lot, um, us as well. Um, so I think like the biggest thing, there's a lot of sacrifices and a lot of tears behind the scenes, um, obviously joyous ones, but obviously things that happen in life. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of the ebbs and flows of, you know, the hills and valleys that, that life comes at you that us two are, you know, but we do it together, side by side, um, and it's definitely, it's nice to, to be able to share those, um, but it's also things that are nice to have a private life, too. <laughs> what would you say? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, the sacrifice is tough, but I think um, I wouldn't be the football player I am today without Julie, and people would think that, you know, our sports are separate, but... You know, the ability to her to continually boost me up and build me up or be someone that I can vent to and see the situation in a different lens um, has furthered my career. And it's not some, there's never an ego where we're competing against each other for whether it be contracts or there's no inter like sport competition between us. Uh, I mean, I couldn't be more proud of her as a player and I feel like she feels the same way. But I know for me. I'm sure she would say the same thing. We wouldn't be the athletes we, we are today without the other person and their support. Um, and that's something that's I think is special. Yeah. It was really cool, though, like, to get to the point together. And for us, I think a huge um, stepping stone for us was starting our own foundation. That was really cool, very different than something that we were used to. It, um, and being able to kind of have that perspective of the platform that we have and to use that to be able to give back in our communities. That was a huge shift for us to be able to kind of see an impact that you can have. Um, and it doesn't matter how small or how big as it, how big of it is. It's how you can change just one person's life. And um, I just, I'm always amazed when someone's just like, like, oh, I'm inspired by the way you play. And I'm like, well, I didn't want to do, we just didn't want to be just, you know, an inspiration on the field but off as well and kind of how important that was. And I think um, obviously that was a huge um, time for us of just being um, very grateful, kind of talking about it before, but that was a huge shift of, well, we, we, we need to do more. What have you done in your foundation that when you think about it, you're really proud of? <sighs> What's your start with? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like everything, every day we have a foundation has something to be proud of. Um, when we first started, you know, um, I went to Haiti with Carson Wentz and I came back and it was really on my heart to start a foundation and not 
the Zach Ertz Foundation or the Julie Ertz Foundation, but the Ertz Family Foundation because we wanted to do it together, of course. And so we've had a few initiatives that are really near and dear to our heart. You know, back in the Bay Area, we hired a, um, a college counselor for uh, Richmond High School back there to try and help the, the sports teams get some guidance and help the kids go to college. Um, our first mission in Haiti, um, we sent 16 kids to college, um, which was something that we're, we're definitely proud of. Um, and then in Philadelphia, we're, try, we're starting to embark on something. Obviously, it's in the planning phases, but we feel like it could be an extremely huge project that could be a difference maker in this community um, and something that could leave a lasting, um, kind of be a lasting light in this community. Do you have any hints? Uh, I mean, it's definitely with sports. Sports are involved. <laughs> sports and education. <laughs> Two pillars. I'm going to end with this. Um, Julie, I'm going to ask you, what is one way that Zach has tangibly helped you be a better soccer player? And uh, maybe it is a... Uh, Maybe it's something, uh, you know, in terms of fitness or whatever, but how do you feel you are better from something he did for you? Well, I have two things. One is an obvious one, um, being there through the hard times. I think having somebody that can either hold you accountable or um, have a shoulder to just vent to, um, I think just that alone is a huge one um, because he just understands it. He understands the life of an athlete. Um, the second one is kind of funny, but it's um, he takes such good care of his body as an athlete that I look like I don't do anything <laughs> to help my career. He, I mean, it's insane how much he's in tune with his body, of his recovery, um, and how to make it last from the smallest of details to the biggest. So for me, um, it's always how I can take care of my body as an athlete to be able to kind of continue, um, and be the healthiest I can. I know that's the two, like, very is it, is it, is it, is it food? Is it, what is it? Everything. Everything. Yeah. What he eats, um, the type of recovery tools he does, when he does them, how many he does, the routine he has them and the research behind them. Um, his knowledge of like reading things of how to be um, just this much better. I mean, we have stuff all of our house from like small minute details of how to be better at what time to take a fish oil, at what time to do this. So just all those, like it's, I could just give you like pages and pages and all that stuff. How are you better because of Julie? I mean, I mean obviously the uh, emotional side, the off the field stuff has been a huge benefit for me. Um, but in terms of like physically, you know, I'll be in the off season and I'll be training and I feel like I just got a great workout done, a great training session. I'm ready to go home. She's like, Hey, let's do some more core. Uh, let's do core together. You know, oftentimes our seasons or the off season, the, the training blocks don't add up. Whereas I'm in the off season or she's in season. So I'm trying to go a little harder or vice versa. But there's something that you could always do a little more core, according to Julie. So um, there'll be times where I don't feel like doing it and she'll hold me accountable to get some more core work in or get some more flexibility. Um, but we try and do things together, like whether it be Pilates in the off season or uh, yoga in the off season. We just always try and find ways to do things together because that's we're not going to when we are together, we're not going to take an hour apart.
my sincere thanks to Zach and Julie Ertz uh, for their time and really on a variety of topics. I find it very, very cute and quite cool that they're now into writing children's books, sort of tween books. And they're talking about how, hey, if you really want to do this, whatever it is you want to do as a young person in this society, go ahead and try to do it. Set it as your goal. That's what these two did. One wanted to be a football player. One wanted to be a soccer player. And they've risen to the top of their professions because they had goals and they worked endlessly to fulfill those goals. So thank them. Uh, and also thanks to Annie Koblitz for her fine video work on this project. As I said, you can see her work uh, and uh, my podcast in video form at NBCSports.com. Also this week, Mike Florio and Chris Sims, also on NBCSports.com, have two joint picks podcasts coming up on Wednesday. Those will drop on Wednesday. You'll, you'll find their Thanksgiving picks for their uh, three games, for the three games on Thanksgiving. And you'll also find the Week 13 picks. Week 13, 13 games. Uh, on Sunday and Monday, you'll find those picks. Uh, Mike and, uh, and Chris will be debating those. And their debates are fun. I especially like when they verbally really beat each other up. But anyway, uh, enjoy those and enjoy your Thanksgiving. I hope you all have a, a wonderful time with your families. And I don't say it enough, but thanks so much for reading my column at NBCSports.com and at Pro Football Talk and also uh, listening to my podcast, the Peter King Podcast. Again, have a great Thanksgiving, everyone, and I'll see you right back here next week. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.